that was my favorite product, my favorite new product at the show. Every Thursday during Expos, we do a party. Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I got to witness Monica at her peak karaoke. Um, so that, that was a ton of fun. I definitely participated in some karaoke myself. We had a vending machine that um, we could feature some other products that were a beverage in a can. I had an amazing time at Mic Drop. I lost my voice. There were so many good discoveries in the show. Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. Tis the week post-expo and all through the land, CPGers have full tummies, full hearts, and half-closed eyes. I stole that line from Jenna on the Startup CPG team's recap of Expo East that I'll link in the show notes, but I think it captures post-expo feelings really well. Coming at you a day earlier than normal so that you get the tea faster, this was the first expo where Startup CPG had a booth, and we had so much fun seeing so many of you in person. I asked our resident Startup CPG friend and press expert, Monica Watrous, managing editor of Food Business News and editor of Food Entrepreneur, to join us today, along with Patricia Menagoto, Startup CPG's head of community, who I bet you know from our Slack, and, and Jenna Mofsovitz, our Startup CPG Spotlight Magazine editor. Whether you weren't able to attend Expo and are hoping to learn what it was like, or if you attended but want to hear the trends and takeaways, this episode has something for you. Listen in as we discuss our favorite bites, trends, best swag and booths, the backpack brands from the epic Startup CPG mic drop party, and more. Before we debrief on Expo East, I want to share more info about Mondelez International's Snack Futures collab program because applications are currently open and we're going to discuss in our recap multiple collab alumni, including GoNanas and Oathouse. Let's hear a couple quick clips from the co-founders of GoNanas and previous podcast guests, Annie and Morgan, about their collab experience. You know, in a startup, you have these burning questions that you're shooting in the dark and you're trusting your gut and our guts have gotten us pretty good so far, but to be able to ask the experts in the field, people who've been there, people who've done that, um, who've seen it all has been great. Building this company behind a screen definitely in some ways is isolating. Being able to actually connect to people in person who are going through the same exact thing, it was really energizing and inspiring. For the 2023 Collab cohort, Mondelez International is looking for startup snack brands who are delicious and disruptive, have won the attention of retailers and consumers, and have at least $1 million in annual revenue. Last cohort, three brands selected for the program were from our Startup CPG community, so this could be you. To hear the full story of the GoNanas team collab experience, check out episode number 54. To learn more about applying for the collab program after this episode, head to Apply Collab, that's apply, C-O-L-A-B, Dot com to complete the application to be a part of the next cohort or grab the link in the show notes. Now let's talk Expo East. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show today. So glad to have a full house today for our Expo East recap. So I'd love if we could introduce each of our 
lovely guest today. So let's start with uh, Monica, if you could introduce yourself. Hey, Jesse, it's Monica Watrous here, the managing editor of Food Business News and uh, editor of Food Entrepreneur. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Monica. And Patty, can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Patricia Menegoto, the head of community of Startup CPG. And sorry for my voice. I'm still with like no voice after the show. So <laughs> when you have a startup CPG karaoke party, then inevitably, you know, we, we lose some voices and just talking so much at the show. So um, all good. And and Jenna, can you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Jenna Mobsovitz. I am the managing editor of Startup CPG's magazine, The Spotlight. Awesome. And if you are a regular listener to the show, you just heard Jenna's voice recently when we covered the Shelfie Awards. So it's great to have Jenna back on the show. So again, so glad that you're all here. And I'd love if we could just kind of start off. We all went to Expo East when we're recording this. That was last week, um, end of September 2022. And so we'd love to just kind of start out with some general like feelings on the show. Like how well was it attended? Like what did you think? You know, did you see how did it compare to Expo West? Would love to just hear some general thoughts if anybody wants to start off. So this was uh, my first Expo East since the pandemic. I didn't get to go last year. And um, from pre-pandemic Expo, I would say it seemed pretty well attended. There was some good energy there. It's definitely not as well attended as Expo West. It's a much smaller show. I think there were 1,200 exhibitors and uh, nearly 20,000 attendees. But it I think people generally like the show because they can have more interact productive um, interactions on the show floor versus Expo West, where everybody's just trying to get through it. Yeah, I think for us as Startup CPG team, it hit a little different because this was the first time we had a booth at the show. Um, so we could, you know, engage more with the brands in our community, get to know people that we just know from the Slack and also like discover new brands. So um, I think from our standpoint was very exciting and we just made some great connections. But as Monica said, I like Expo is because it's much smaller than Expo West and you can make like more connections. So I like what Monica said. Jenna, how about you? Any any overall thoughts for the show? Yeah, I would definitely echo what both Patty and Monica had mentioned. I think like it definitely felt a little more intimate than Expo West, which I appreciated. A little less overwhelming, um, which I also appreciated. But yeah, I, I did attend Expo East last year as well. And I, I think there was because it was the first one back since the pandemic last year, there was a really intense energy at that one. I think this was a little bit more subdued um, and people were just happy to be there, like overall very positive. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great show. Overall, great show. Definitely tried some cool new things too. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely, it was my first time at Expo East ever. And I definitely really loved that it was a little smaller. I mean, still on a scale, like it's very large when somebody was like, oh, this is three city blocks in Philadelphia. I'm like, okay, this is still a very large area, but you can, you can kind of walk from one end of the room to the other in a, in a reasonable amount of time. And, um, you know, more than going from building to building to building at, at Expo West. So that was really fun. And that I just, 
just felt like the energy, people were so excited to see each other and catch up and getting to meet, having brands come to our startup CPG booth and people that we like know so well from our Slack or from LinkedIn or other ways that we engage with them in webinars and just to get to like see their faces and get to come by and hang out. We had like couches at the startup CPG booth. It was just, it was so fun um, and so cool to, to get to like have those interactions in real life again. Any other like, I guess any kind of trends that everyone saw, like broader trends of pop categories that were really popular and any comparisons to what you maybe saw at Expo West. Curious about trends that that everyone saw um, walking the show. I know a lot of us for Startup CPG, we spent a lot of time at the Startup CPGs at the booth. Monica probably had the, was able to walk a lot of the the show and and spot all the, the trends, but I'm curious about, you know, what everyone saw. Yeah, so I think that one of the biggest trends I saw at the show was a lot of different varieties of water. Mm. Um, there was a lot of sparkling water, botanical water, um, chlorophyll water, cactus water. Uh, I saw keto water at the Harvest Festival. Huh. I'm not really sure how that works. <laughs> There's um, <laughs> as just, yeah, a number of sort of better for you hydration, um, you know, maybe cleaner takes on uh, Gatorade or um, that sort of thing. And then um, just, you know, the like LaCroix had a big booth, Waterloo was there, all of the the big players in the sparkling water category had some good representation as well. Yeah, that's super interesting. I mean, I like that trend at a trade show because it's so hard to stay hydrated. So when you're surrounded by all the different like waters, I'm like, well, at least if nothing else, I will be super hydrated today and get to try all the new beverage trends. Right. Yeah. And I would say another big trend that I hadn't seen at previous shows was the non-alcoholic trend. Um, There was just a lot of really sophisticated proxies to spirits and wine and beer. And some of those booths had mixologists there who were whipping up cocktails with their zero proof um, spirits and uh, yeah, really elevated flavor profiles, sophisticated packaging. Some were infused with adaptogens and other functional ingredients. So really raising the bar, no pun intended, when it comes to <laughs> zero proof or low ABV beverages. Yeah, that was a super interesting, like, I have to, I've been kind of skeptical of like that row and like some of the non-alcoholic beverages I've tried in the past. I've been like, uh, I don't know about this. And so I was hesitant at this show, but some of the packaging was so premium. Like I think Three Spirit was one of the favorites that I tried. Like the packaging was so premium. The spirits that they poured me were just like so good, like the texture, the taste, and they kept giving them to me. And I was like, and I had this moment where I was like, what am I doing? I'm working. Like I can't just keep taking shots. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is I'm in the non-alcoholic row. I'm good. I, I'm fine. But they had like beautiful Palomas. And like, it was just like, oh, wow, we've really ed- elevated this non-alcoholic game to a level that we hadn't seen before. I think the the brand that stood out to me the most was Dessois, which was uh, that's the that's the Katy Perry um, brand of uh, non-alcoholic aperitif infused with adaptogens. And I tried all three of their SKUs. They're all very nice. They all have very different flavor profiles and um, I think even occasions uh, or need states. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a really good brand. Yeah, we got to have that in our at the which we'll talk more about the startup CPG mic drop party in a bit. But we had this uh, dispenser of beverages for different brands in our community, and that was one of the ones in the in the vending machine. And I got to try it, and that was that was really great. Um, 
yeah, I'm curious, Jenna, how about you? Any any trends that you that you saw? Yeah, I definitely want to echo the non-alk and the water. Um, both of these were in full force. I would say I definitely saw them both at Expo West as well, but it did feel like there was a stronger presence at East. Um, but one of the things that I was really paying attention to, I know plant-based in general has been taking off for the past many years, so I didn't really look at that as a trend. Um, but a trend within that space is moving away from the language of just being plant-based and more towards being plant-forward. Mm. And I found that really interesting. I think there are some specific brands that directly use that language, like actual veggies, um, which makes, they make veggie burgers. They're amazing. They were Shelfie's finalists. And they use like all real vegetables. And the goal isn't to mimic meat. It's kind of to like embrace the vegetables. They were actually debuting their new truffle burger. I don't know if any of you got a chance to try it, but holy moly, that was really good. So Um, good. I really, really like that. I feel like usually in red meat, if you're pairing it with truffle, like the flavor can get a little lost, but because this was a veggie forward flavor, the truffle like really came through. Um, Yeah. So I definitely noticed that language in a few different places. Wicked Kitchen is another plant-based brand that was speaking more towards being plant forward. Um, New Breed was at Harvest Festival and they're a wonderful startup CPG brand as well who make veggie burgers. And again, like their language is around being made in a kitchen and not in a lab. So as a writer, I'm paying attention a lot to some of the language here. And I think that plant forward language was a trend that I definitely saw in Expo East. Did you try the kelp burger from Atlantic Sea Farms? Oh, yes, I did. And it was amazing. So (laughs) delicious. So good. And that's actually kind of goes along with another trend I noticed too of like sustainable seafood or things found under the sea like kelp. Um, I feel like people are really trying to come back from Seaspiracy, that documentary that like really made people afraid of seafood. And there were a lot of brands that were talking about how sustainable seafood can be like, well, the kelp burgers from um, Atlantic Farms, but also Neptune Snacks, which is a fish jerky that is incredibly sustainable. So Yeah, I was lucky enough to get the chance to try those amazing kelp burgers. But again, that falls into that other trend of like sustainable below the sea. Um, And I found that really interesting, too. Yeah, that's very interesting. And that was I was actually going to ask just on general on the sustainability side. I think there was a lot of interesting trends uh, around sustainability. Like we saw the Upcycled Food Association was there and was sampling different. We've we've had on the show multiple brands that have uh, talked about upcycling like Chia Smash, who was exhibiting at the Upcycled Food Association booth. And so just seeing that, seeing their presence and seeing brands exhibiting with the Upcycled, that was super interesting. I'm curious about other sustainability uh, trends that anyone saw. I think regenerative agriculture is becoming a bigger marketing claim or there's the regenerative uh, organic certified seal that's popping up on a few packages here and there. So it's starting to emerge. Um, I think consumers still don't quite understand it. I think they probably know that it's a gold standard for organic, but there's still a lot of education to be done. But I would say that um, regenerative is really gaining ground. Again, no pun intended. I'm sorry about all the puns. (laughs) I love it. I'm here for it. (laughs) The puns are great. Uh, I would agree with the regenerative. And I also saw some pairings between regenerative and upcycling. Like you often see brands kind of working on both of those together. One brand that really stood out to me was Smooch, 
I don't know if anyone else got the chance to try this too, but I have never seen something like this. It's a new sports drink. So like a Gatorade alternative um, made with regenerative oats. So like think how there's coconut milk and coconut water. Like they are making oat water and using that as the base of their sports drink um, made with regenerative oats. And so that was really fascinating to me. They tasted great, but like I just had no idea what to expect when they were explaining it to me. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Wow. That's I think the their team came by our startup CPG booth. And when I heard the pitch, I was like, wow, that is so fascinating. I hadn't thought of like I really I was stuck on oat milk. And so then when they were like oat water, I was like, oh, OK. Wow. So interesting. Yeah, really wild and made with regenerative oats. So definitely like playing on that trend as well um, in a really innovative way. I think another angle um, in terms of sustainability is the animal free dairy um, innovation that we saw at the show. There were several brands that were using that perfect day technology to create dairy products that were made without cows, essentially. So uh, Bored Cow was an example. I think it's um, positioned as a children's uh, milk drink that could go in like a, a school lunch setting. But I, I tried that. It was really delicious. And there were a few others that were, I think there was um, maybe a whey powder that used the animal-free dairy ingredient and um, and then Cool House, uh, which was acquired by the Urgent Company. That's the consumer-facing business of Perfect Day. Uh, they were also there with their animal-free dairy ice cream. Yeah, that's interesting. I tried the, I think it was the Colina dairy-free yogurt. I don't know that it was made in the same way, but just kind of on the dairy-free topic. And dairy-free yogurt is something that I'm always trying to find one that I really love, but I feel like there's been, I don't know, I just, I hadn't generally found one. And so when the team was like, oh, you know, come and give this a try, I was like, oh, uh, okay, okay, I'll try it. And then I was like, oh, this is delicious. And they're like, and it's at your local Whole Foods. And I was like, oh, perfect. This is great. So that, I, it's always exciting to me to see dairy-free uh dairy-free movement and improvements as a, as a dairy-free person. For sure. There's so much evolution in that segment. Um, did you try the sunflower seed milk? No, that Jenna, sounds you fascinating. And I think you were with me. I did try it. Yeah. I, What were your thoughts, Monica? <laughs> It was creamy. It was really creamy, for sure. I think if you're someone who doesn't like the taste of the nut or seed in whatever you're having it with, it would not be <laughs> your drink of choice. Like, it was definitely sunflower forward. Oh. Um, I kind of liked that. I, I would be curious to try it in coffee. Yeah, interesting. I Also, on the going back to sustainability, I thought it was interesting. It's kind of like I don't know, a little bit different look at sustainability, but I think that uh, Gonanas, the banana bread is super interesting because essentially they have a banana bread mix and, but all you need to, to add to it is bananas. And since like we throw away so much fresh produce in the United States and bananas are something that probably all of us, especially during the pandemic, would buy bananas and aspire to make banana bread. And then you just never do it and the bananas go bad or they end up in their freezer and like, with Gonanas, they've made making banana bread so easy and you can use different different amounts of bananas based on the stage that they're at. And so I kind of thought that was an interesting way of like, this kind of actually reduces the waste of bananas because you've made it so easy and we're all always aspiring to make banana bread or use bananas. And yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I love that company and what they're doing. And they were also, um, they participated in the pitch slam at the show. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They, I loved, they had little ovens at their booth. You know, we can probably talk about some booth trends, but that was one of my favorite booths as well. Just they had bright pink 
bright pink colors, the tiny pink ovens, bright pink fanny packs. And it was just a really fun vibe and then really delicious product to back it up. Um, I'm curious as far as trends like, you know, at our at our startup CBG booth, like, um, you know, Patricia, if you could maybe talk a little bit more about the startup CBG booth, like the setup that we had, like, you know, the, um, the support we had for brands would love to just hear a little bit more about like our first booth setup. Yeah, of course. I think for us, the main goal was to do like a lounge area where, you know, you're walking the show. Sometimes you're just so tired. So you want to like a place that you can just rest. So our, lounge was very like informal and comfy actually some people sometimes they stop by and they were like oh is this a booth i thought it was just like a lounge area so i think our goal was achieved there um we had a few like ways that we could feature our brands we had a backdrop asking how is your brand changing the food system so we had brands writing post-its and ads to our wall we did a tote bag featuring a lot of brands, the logo of the brands in our community. Yeah, and then we had like Nielsen going to our networking events every day. They are a big partner for our mic drop event that happened on Thursday. Uh, so they, yeah, they are definitely like a big partner and they were like hanging out there, talking with the brands and collecting their uh, products so they can update on their system. So then the brands have like the updated information for whenever we download the data from their system. Yeah, I was amazed at how busy the booth was the whole any time that I was there. And I love that we just kind of had this this collection of products that people would drop off and then another brand or a vendor, you know, people would stop by and be like, oh, can I try this? And it was like, of course. And so, you know, brands sampling other brands and it just was this kind of great little hub to try lots of new things and meet people and got to meet so many amazing podcast listeners in person. And, and you know, those of you that attend our webinars and or have come to in-person events. So just to get to see so many wonderful faces from our community in person and kind of have this little hub. I, I really loved that. You also got a bunch of people signing up for the Slack channel at the booth. I saw a lot of yeah. them people learning about the community and finding ways to get involved. So that was super cool. Yeah, um, I definitely got like a few people coming up and they're like, oh, yesterday someone told me about you guys and they told me that I have to stop here. So we signed up them to join this Slack community and it was great like to meeting new people and also people that I only have seen in Slack was it's kind of weird sometimes a face-to-face connection you know because sometimes they're like hi Betty and I was like oh hi (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's just hard sometimes to recognize people but it was was very important for us as a team and like building the community yeah it was super awesome and that's a good lead into our mic drop party so that was on Thursday and yeah I'd love if Patty if you could share a little bit more about that party and then we can each kind of you know share our experience from the event because I think we all had a really good time. Yeah, for sure. So every Thursday during Expos, we do a party uh, during like Expo East and West. So this one uh, was the mic drop. We did in a venue that um, there was like karaoke rooms, there were gaming rooms and just like an area that people could dance and the backpack area. Um, so the backpack area, it's a area that we selected this time eight brands to sample their products. And we select brands that are very small and they don't have the budget to have an actual booth 
during the trade show. And um, yeah, so I stayed there sampling their products. And then after the event, we sent a survey to everyone that attend uh, the event asking, you know, their favorite brands. And then the winner will get a free booth for next year. Uh, during Expo East 2023. And the winner this year was Prickly. Um, and I was so happy. Like Prickly is also like cool. It's very engaged with us in our community. And that's one of our main goals is always give the opportunity to brands that are very engaged with us. But it was very, I would say that the decision was very tight. It was like the numbers will never come in. And I was looking, I was like, oh, this is going to be difficult. <laughs> uh, there were so many amazing brands and I just appreciate them to be there, like sharing their products while everyone is like partying. Um, but as another note, as Jesse said, we had a vending machine that um, we could feature some other products that were a beverage in a can. Uh, so people like could go and grab the drinks. Um, was free, of course. So they, just, they could just go to the vending machine and select the products that they, they want. So... We did have the Desua that Monica commented. We had Smooch that Jenna commented. We had Machu Picchu, uh, Shoka, and then other brands that were like part of the backpack as well. Yeah, that was awesome. And I'm curious on everyone's uh, favorites of the backpack brands, um, if you were able to try them all. I was also just amazed. Like, I mean, it was a long party. Like we were there from, you know, 7 p.m. to almost 11 ish. And like the backpack brands, like people were sampling the whole time. Like the the crowd that came to the party was so supportive of our backpack brands and was just trying all evening. And so I loved seeing that. But I'm curious um, what some people's favorites were that they sampled from the backpack brand. Oh, that's tough. Um, I like almost like, I mean, I like all of them. Unfortunately, like eight miles, I couldn't try, but because it's not gluten-free, I'm gluten-free. But I heard like so many, uh, they are like a mac, uh, clean mac and cheese brand. I heard so many great things about it. Uh, but I am a huge fan of Brickly. Also, Tals, I think they are doing great. I, I think it's hard to give it one, but Growy Foods. I'm a savory person too. And I just, they changed my post-workout food. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in love with their brand as well. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that, you know, we talked a little bit about sustainability and awesome sauce. It was great to meet them in person because they were one of our Shelfie Award winners as well. And they've, you know, taken the water out of a lot of key sauces like ketchup and barbecue sauce. And if you listen to our little roundup of um, from each of the Shelfie Award winners, you may have heard heard a little intro on them, but it was just really cool to get to meet them in person. And I had only tried their ketchup and then getting to try the barbecue sauce. And like, I was so skeptical. I'm like, how can you make a sauce that you just mix with water and how is it going to be like gelatinous or like, is the texture going to be right? Because we're big sauce people at our house. And I mean, they nailed it. Like it just, it was so good. And I love the sustainability piece of getting to not shipping all of that water all the time. So that was really fascinating to me to see. Yeah, I also love awesome sauce a lot. And I actually had never tried it with fries, which like you would think that would be the first thing you would try it with. Um, <laughs> but at the party, I got to try with fries. They had like, a whole setup. They had fries. They were in aprons, the um, the founders who were demoing. So that was a lot of fun and really delicious. I want to give a shout out to, to Reprise Health. Mm, um, yeah. They make Chinese herbal supplement gummies, which is something I had just never come across in my life. 
Um, and they were a backpack brand as well. And I mean, it's kind of funny to be eating like essentially gummy vitamins at a party, but the founders are wonderful and so knowledgeable about Chinese herbal supplements, which like I learned a ton from them. Um, and the gummies are delicious, like truly yes. delicious <laughs> to a dangerous degree that I'm like, this is candy. Um, but they were, they're just an awesome brand and I'm really like, they just launched. So I'm very excited to see where they'll go to. Yeah. I had so many de-stress gummies <laughs> <laughs> during the course of the show. I think they're all gone now. And then I've been using the the sleep ones as well. And they're they're so tasty. It's uh, it's dangerous. Yeah, we can keep under 40 per day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think another uh, brand that I heard a lot of people giving compliment was the Farmer Foodie that is an everything cheese, but it's like cashew-based Parmesan yeah. alternative. So that I, I heard a lot of good things around the menu as well about that brand. Yeah, I, I heard so many good things from all the brands. It was really it was really awesome. And as you mentioned, Prickly was our winner. And that was so fun to see because Prickly was one of uh, the uh, an early podcast guests, at least for me on the Startup CPG podcast when I came on as host. They were one of my first guests and to get to see how far they've come since being on the show and like they reformulated. And I love the new formulation. I think strawberry was my favorite. They've been on Shark Tank and they like their team is just so active in our Boston startup CBG community. And so it was so fun to get to meet in person and get to try the the new formula. And it was just so tasty. Prickly is definitely one of my faves. Um, but I also like to shout out Reprise um, to Jenna's point. They're just delicious gummies. I took away a tin of the ginseng turmeric goji de-stress um, and they taste like candy. Um, definitely easy to <laughs> over overdose. Uh, although I'm not sure there is an overdose of ginseng that you can have. But anyway, um, I also really liked Eight Miles. I thought that was really, really tasty mac and cheese. Yeah, and when you've been in a like when you've been like sampling little bits all day, eating something hearty like mac and cheese or something like I don't know, it just hits the spot in a different way. It's just it tastes so good. Like that's it's like what I want to eat at the end of a long day. And then theirs was just particularly delicious. So that was so fun. Definitely. That was me at ex the Expo West backpack brands. Um, Bowza was one of the yep. backpack brands yep. at Alley Rally. And that was such a delicious snack, um, just a hearty, um, really fulfilling uh, eat at, after a lot of bits and bites throughout the show. Yeah, I actually, I found myself at one point during the show looking up if Bowser was exhibiting because I'm like, I could go for some Bow pizza right now. That was that hit the spot at Expo West, but I don't think they're at the show. But yeah, they're their products are delicious. I agree. Any other like, you know, would love to just kind of hear takes on takes on the party in general. I think the the venue told us that we had over 300 people at the event, which was awesome. And it was busy the whole time. We eventually like the, you know, it was like, okay, I guess, you know, everyone that, that works at the venue probably needs to go home, but everyone was having such a good time. So, and I got to meet so many of our podcast guests and listeners. And so it was, it was such a cool event. The energy was really awesome, but I'm I'm curious about other people's, you know, how their experience was just at the party itself. Yeah, I just want to give a shout out also to Nielsen IQ that it was like the main sponsor uh, for our event and also Settle that sponsored the karaoke room that I know Monica couldn't leave the room. So I think Monica could <laughs> share more about it. <laughs> yeah, I had an amazing time at Mic Drop. I lost my voice 
at some point. I sang so much in the karaoke room. Um, yeah, it was such a blast. Great, great time. Yeah, even even Patricia and I and uh, Kim from our team, we we did a song in the in the room with the Settle team, and it was just it was so fun. Everyone was having such a great time, and just so many good connections made. I saw people the next day hanging out with people that they met at the at the event, and so it's just it's so good when we get to you know bring people together in the community since that's our whole mission. And I think that was definitely really accomplished. How about you, Jenna? How was the party for you? Oh, I had a blast. I mean, I got to witness Monica at her peak karaoke. Um, so <laughs> that was a ton of fun. I definitely participated in some karaoke myself. So shout out to Settle for making that happen because that was such a fun room to be a part of. Um, and I would just have to agree, like the energy was just amazing. I think usually startup CPG parties have amazing energy, but this venue was just so cool. Like there were a lot of different rooms. And so you could kind of like get different vibes in each room. There was a game room, the karaoke room, uh, like the main room with the bars and the vending machine. So you could like have many different nights in one night. And I loved that. Yeah, it was it was so good. Well, I'd love to also just talk about some like other like favorites from walking the show and trying. And I want to start with I have to talk about midday squares because Monica and I got to have an experience together. So I want to I want to share about that. So midday squares, who is going to be on the show here soon. So stay tuned for an interview with Jake Carls. But um, the midday squares team at their booth had a claw machine and there was like t-shirts and then their new cookie dough flavor and there was like a wad of like $100 like $100 in cash and so at, people were just coming to the booth playing the claw machine and I I go to the booth to try to see what's happening and I see Monica there and Monica was like I just got the cookie dough flavor I offered to pay someone for it but I didn't have to they just gave it to me and just the amount of joy on her face made me so happy <laughs> and then Jake Carl shows up and goes hey do you guys want to try the cookie dough and he opened up the machine and got us some cookie dough so I got to try it as well it was incredible but that was just that was such a fun moment at the show our, our all mutual midday squares love uh getting to to be at the the booth in the machine <laughs> I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that was my favorite product my favorite new product at the show was the yeah. cookie dough midday square it is it lives up to the hype it is excellent yeah, I was like I was almost nervous to try it because I was so excited about it. And I eat so many midday squares, like the peanut butter I'm obsessed with. Like the moment it was at Target, I was like friendly, in a friendly way, harassing my local Target. Like, can you get it from the back for me? Like it says it's here. And they're like, ma'am, please like come back. Um, I'm like, okay, fine. But I'm just so excited. Um, So I was almost worried because I was like, what if it doesn't live up to my expectations? And then it was absolutely incredible. So that was just so fun. And the Midday Squares team always brings the the energy and fun. So that was really cool. Yeah, I tried their product too, and it's really good. Um, I have to say that one of my favorite was Cocada. So yeah. I'm, I'm Brazilian. And in Brazil, we have this sweet that I used to eat a lot when I was a kid and it's called Cocada. So I was like, that might be like a Brazilian inspired sweet or something. So I stopped at their booth and I try when I try, they were like, oh, I wish I could record your reaction because <laughs> was definitely like very surprising for me. It was so, so good. Like they definitely have a huge fan right now. Um, another brand that I really love and they are not in my area yet. So I just stop at the booth and talk with the founder is the Nobu. It's a veggie burger. 
Um, and it's just very clean ingredients. I love their brand. So um, I hope I can bring here to Napa. I don't know. I got some sales shit. I'm going to my Whole Foods and let's see what happened. But I really <laughs> love their brand as well. I love it. Yeah. And I love Kokoda. That was that was another one that I was hesitant. I was like, coconut spread. And then I tried all the different flavors and like the cinnamon toast, I think was maybe my favorite, but it was just, it was so good. Lots of really good spreads. I mean, Oat House, we've had on the show, like I got to try their new pumpkin, like their pumpkin spice seasonal, which was delicious. Soom was there with their tahini spread. So like just really delicious spreads. Can I shout out another product that I really loved from the show? Yeah, And it wasn't one that I discovered at the show, but I mean, I had it before, but it's just so good. Um, is uh, Pocket Latte? They introduced their Choco Nuts, which is yeah. a, like a chocolate coated almond, and there are four skews. They're all Asian inspired. There's matcha, mango yuzu, wow. Vietnamese coffee, and black sesame, and they're all amazing. They are made with oat milk, so they're dairy free and super delicious. And so they were the founders, um, Chris and Lynn were at the show with just the the Chocodots. Um, you know, they're really backing that launch. And so, um, yeah, and it was just really, they're so good. Yeah, we were very lucky that they were so close in proximity to the Startup CBG booth. And they like kept us stocked because like the mango yuzu like, almonds were just incredible. Like that was so delicious. So yeah, I love that. I'm also curious if everyone got to try the Just Ice Tea, um, the launch since we've had Seth Goldman on the show many times. And we talked about, we've talked about the Just Ice Tea launch and Honest Tea being discontinued. And so that another highlight for me was getting to try the Just Ice Tea line and get to see Seth. And I'm curious if anyone else got to try those. I tried the, ori- what was it, the original or half and half, the one with the mm-hmm. lemonade. Um, so delicious, super refreshing, just a tad sweet. Um, so really living up to um, the OG bottled tea brand that uh, Seth founded so many years ago. Yeah. How about you, Patricia? Yeah, I also got to try them and they are also near our booth. So every day I stopped there and got like <laughs> a bottle and <laughs> and just drink on the way to our booth. So it's, it, it tastes really good. Yeah, I loved all the flavors. I think I'm more of an herbal tea drinker. So the berry hibiscus just like hit the spot for me, plus the color, just like this beautiful like pink red color that was just gorgeous like i'm and i saw based on you know i saw that the just iced tea is now they're in sprouts they're on shelves in some stores so they're starting to get out in the world so that's really exciting especially after seth has been so supportive of our startup cpg community and we've gotten to talk to him on the show so many times it's it's really was really cool to get to see the evolution and see the product actually in person what about you jenna any new discovery of the show there were so many good discoveries in the show um i think one that's coming to mind uh is definitely like a larger brand, but I had never seen them before, which is Dell Origin. And I would also like to add that they have the cutest booth I have ever seen in my life. I don't know if anyone else got the chance to see. Um, but Dell Origin, I believe is a Colombian brand that makes like kind of like if you've ever had Brazzy Bites before, like cheese bread, um, and a few other like Colombian bread frozen items. They had like this gingham covered booth like there was like a floor they made like a mock-up of what a kitchen would look like they had a mini oven that they also like covered in the same like gingham print like it was just the cutest booth but also the cheese bread was ridiculously good and they have like a keto version they have a gluten-free version so kind of like meeting many different dietary needs um 
like different SKUs met different dietary needs, which I thought was interesting. And I really like the product and I really like the booth. So Dell Origin was big for me. And then also on the frozen front, another brand that maybe is larger than I realized, but I had never tried was Kate's Pizza and Pasta, I think is the name, um, like the full name of the brand, but frozen pizza, like, yeah, that's not innovative. We have seen that before. I have never had such a good frozen pizza in my entire life. Like, I don't think that Frozen will ever be the same again after some of these brands that I tried. I think just like the quality of frozen food has almost matched restaurant level in a lot of ways. And that's very exciting to me. So those were two frozen brands that surprised me and I had never tried before. And I really, really loved. I got the scoop on that Katie's Pizzeria. Um, It's a St. Louis company. They were a restaurant brand. They had two locations. I think they're opening a third. And during the pandemic, they had to pivot to CPG because they didn't want to lay off their 100 employees. So they started making the frozen pizzas in 2020. And um, I know they're in my local Whole Foods now, which I'm based in Kansas City. But yes, agreed. That was probably one of the best things I tried the show that I hadn't tried before. And several people had directed me to go to their booth. And that was another thing that lived up to the hype. The pizza was fantastic. And and it is restaurant quality because it's made by uh, restaurant people. Wow, that's so interesting. That's really cool. I didn't get to try that, but I'm now I'm eager to. That sounds amazing. I also want to another favorite that I want to mention is the Sweet Nothings booth. A, they had really, really cute tote bags and uh, the Sweet Nothings team are very active members of our sort of CPG community. I love their smoothie cups. They just made it to my local Fred Meyer and I am just elated, um, but got to try their new kids line that are kind of like, I don't even know how to describe them, but kind of like the little applesauce, um, little applesauce packets, but these are frozen and they've got fruits and veggies and got to try that. And that was really delicious. And so just want to shout them out as a member of our community. And also just that was like my go to once a day, I would make a round and stop by and, you know, get a smoothie or something because that's just one of my favorite foods to to eat regularly. Their nut butter bites are also very good. And they Ooh. had a couple new SKUs at the show I didn't get to try. So I just had to buy some online since <laughs> I missed out. But yeah, big fan of Sweet Nothings as well. Yeah. On the topic of like, you know, the tote bags, I'm curious if anybody got any um, exceptional swag or we talked about a couple fun booths, but just kind of aesthetically any anything that stood out on the swag or booth side that we haven't talked about. I got some t-shirts. Um, from Chubby Snacks, Dream Pops, Core Foods, and I got a sweatshirt from Midday Squares. And I'm going around town rocking all of them, um, representing nice. some of my favorite brands. I didn't get one, but I saw them on the show floor. Lesser Evil had some really cute bags. I don't know. Yes. Did, did you guys get one of those? I didn't get one, but they looked so cool. They were like shiny and like looked really high quality and like kind of trendy. Like I, I, at first I thought they were just people had them, like they bought them. And then and then I was like, wait, no, they say Lesser Evil. Those are those are like a those are swag. OK, Monica, I'm saying. And you will start up CPG shirt so you can also wear it around. <laughs> there we go. I will wear it with pride. Love it. Yeah, that was some of the best swag that I got. Truthfully, like that, the startup CPG t-shirt with that beautiful arrow designed by Kurt Pizzola on it. Like it's an amazing it's an amazing piece. I will be wearing that around very proudly. Yeah, for sure. And just our our tote bags with all of our brands. It was so fun to get to see brands come by and be like, hey, did you know you're on our tote bag? And they're like, oh my gosh, um, and take a picture. And so that was really fun to get to feature so many of our brands on a bag. Jenna, you also had an awesome hat from Oat House. 
I do. It has a not kosher word on it, um, <laughs> but it says F nuts on it. So they're anti-nuts <laughs> because they are a nut-free spread. And they made this adorable little like corduroy baseball hat that says F nuts on it. Um, and while I do, I do enjoy nut products, I enjoy this hat more. And <laughs> I wore it around a lot and I really like it. And I love how bold they are in all of their messaging. I think it's really awesome. Um, I would also love to mention for like back to the booth conversation, Ourobora like always is incredible with their booth. And I love seeing what they do. Because their cans have like such a unique world on them, but then it is always translated in the booth as well. And they have like these adorable little pink chairs that they bring to expos. It just like feels like you're in their world. And I really like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I, Monica, were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to say back to the swag conversation. You know who also has really great swag is Lil Bucks. Yes. Their bucket hats are so good. They are so good. And the fact that they are called Lil Bucks and they really go in on the bucket hat just does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I got some awesome stickers from them. I definitely got a good load of, of stickers that I'm very pleased with. Also, I would say one of the cutest booths I saw at the show was Sum Foods, the tahini brand. They had an adorable little sort of homey kitchen setup um, that was that was really charming. Yeah, that was a really great booth. I love that. And I love the the product, like the dark chocolate tahini sea salt spread. Like it was so good. And I had never actually tried like a spread, like a like a sweeter tahini spread. And so that was really good, really unique. And then, yeah, the setup was just so cool. Yeah. Any other anything else anyone wants to share about the the show or any announcements from our startup CPG team about, you know, post show pieces? Yeah, we are doing a newsletter. Jenna is doing actually a newsletter talking about the show as well. But uh, before the show, we had a form where brands in our community shared their booth location and we had a photographer going around the show um, taking photos of the team and the booth. So we are sharing that by Monday. Uh, so stay tuned on your email. We will share the, the official photos from the booths for the mic drop. We had all we have also an awesome video coming. Um, and then the Jenna copy and talking about the trends about the show and a recap. Right, Jenna? Yes, there is going to be a newsletter coming out very soon um, with a quick recap of the show, a little bit more in depth on the trends piece than we went in this podcast. So if you're interested in on the trends front, what we saw, definitely check out your or stay in your inbox because we're going to have a newsletter coming out very soon and you'll be able to check out some of the brands that we mentioned as well. Awesome. That's great. And we'll, and we'll be our, we'll have another startup CPG booth at Expo West, right? Yeah. We'll have the startup CPG booth at Expo West. So again, we will find ways to feature our brands. Um, and also we will have the event on the Thursday of the show. I think it's March 9th. Uh, we also have the backpack brand. So we do have so many amazing opportunities for the brand. So stay tuned in our Slack, in our email, so you don't miss any of those opportunities. Yeah, for sure. There's so many, so many awesome things. And I, I'm just 
I'm in awe of how much, you know, the our team was able to pack into this show with the, the photos of brands that were in our directory and just all the, the backpack brands. And so, yes, yeah, definitely stay tuned for Expo West because we're going to be we're going to be there again. We're going to be doing a lot. And uh, and we'll. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And Monica has also such been such a great supporter of Startup CBG and sharing her trends and insights. And she's so in tune with everything that's going on in the industry. And so, yeah, just appreciate all of you coming on the show and doing a little recap for those that either uh, couldn't attend or maybe attended and you know weren't able to, to see the whole show. This was so great. So just really appreciate Monica being here and being an honorary member of our team and Patricia and Jenna, everything that you do for the team and supporting our brands. This was just super fun. So really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. I appreciate Startup CBG and all that you do for this community. I just saw this tagline on the tote bag. We do big things for the smaller guys. And I just can't think of a truer statement. You guys are just really uh, creating something special, such a great community of collaboration and partnership and innovation. And uh, it's fun to be a part of. So thank you. Awesome. And I'll link, I'll share links in the show notes to if you don't follow Monica and her and her articles already, I'll make sure that, you know, you can get connected with Food Entrepreneur and so that you can, you can see her uh, future features uh, going forward. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate all the Startup CPG team that, you know, make the booth and the event happen. And thanks for having me at the show, Jesse. Thank you. Thanks so much, Jesse. And a special extra shout out to Patricia for like really pulling together all of the programming for Expo East. Like anything you saw that had anything to do with Startup CPG, Patricia was behind it and absolutely killed it. So thank you to all of you. um, And especially thank you to Patricia for everything you did at the show. Yes. I second that. Patty is the MVP. Yes, absolutely. And that's a great note to end on. We've awarded Patty MVP and, uh, and we're just, we're grateful for all of you for listening and joining with us and can't wait to see some of you in person at Expo West and then stay tuned next week to the podcast. And we'll, we'll be back with, with more content for you. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, We'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our Startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer, and on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.